Welcome to the Whiskey After Work podcast. This is where booze meets business. I'm Doug Shaw, owner of Peach State Business Brokers and Advisors. And I'm Melissa Hergert, owner of Brain Train Centers. We are serial entrepreneurs that love to learn from other successful professionals and love to drink whiskey. Hello, Melissa. Hello, Doug. Wes. <laughs> Jesus, just shoot me now. Melissa, I would like to welcome you to the Whiskey After Work podcast. That's so kind of you. Thank you. Being recorded live at the Low T Nation Studios in the Marietta Square Mm -hmm. in front of the two wolves. Brought to you by Brain Train Centers, Peach State Business Brokers and Advisors, and Keystone Realty. And your business if you choose to do so. Yes. We sometimes get inappropriate. Uh, sometimes. Sometimes. I think so, our last one, when uh, people oh. have heard the last one by now. Oh, yeah. They That's all right. We brought it home nicely. That was your friend. Yeah, uh, it was. What? And, um, <laughs> but sometimes we're inappropriate, and you're just going to have to live with that or move on. And the opinions uh, expressed on this show are by the moron that says it and nobody else. Yep. So, with that being said. That's it. Who do we have today? Oh, boy. I'm so excited. I know. He's so sweet. That that was not the word I was thinking of, oh. but okay. I thought that. So He's people a hear spirit. us talk a lot about our favorite little haunt. Yes, you called, introduced me. Yes. Cigar Cellar in Kennesaw, Georgia. Love it. Um, that is my cheers. Yes. Yeah. It's and becoming mine because of you. Yeah, it's and just I keep a, taking a dates great place. And, <laughs> and they're like, wait, who are you with tonight? And and one of my favorite, I just told one of my I actually have a funny yeah. story about that one too. Oh, okay. One of my one of my favorite Yikes. people at Cigar Cellar <laughs> is the tobacconist, and he is the the gatekeeper of the humidor. Is that what him. they're called, tobacconist? Yes. That's and we'll, and for real. Get this. Oh, okay, yep, sorry. Okay, I'm gonna. He uh, his name is Michael Towery, and um, he's a young guy. He he's probably one of the youngest people we've had on the show. He's he's 25 years young, and um, he's a military brat. And he's been all over the country. He's lived all over the country. And, and we'll talk more about that in a minute. And uh, went to college here locally. And, uh, cool. Where? Can I, where, where? KSU. KSU. Yeah, KSU. Kansas cool, State. Cool. And, um, yeah, he, 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 works at, he works at Cigar Cellar. And he's, he's the guy that, that uh, makes sure we get the good cigars. That's and, right. And uh, with that, I'm going to introduce Michael and let him tell a little bit about himself and where he's from and how he's got to where he's at. And so, Michael Towery, welcome to the show, and uh, thanks for coming on with us. Yeah, yeah, thanks for having me. Like I said, I was raised kind of all over, uh, being a military brat, um, everywhere from Virginia Beach all the way to San Diego. Mm-hmm. I wish I was a little older when I lived in San Diego, though. Right, the best place yeah. you could ever, yeah. 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 I remember being in a very beautiful place, clean. Yes. Um yeah, I lived, I believe it was the Charger Stadium then. I'm um, up on a little, little mountain Above military Qualcomm. housing. Well, it used to be Murphy Stadium, and then it turned Qualcomm Stadium. Yeah. And yeah. now it just sits empty stadium. I don't know. No, San Diego, I think San Diego State rebuilt it. Oh, did they? Didn't they? Yeah. I haven't been back, so. and I was probably, I was probably less than 10 years old when I actually lived there. Mm-hmm. So, a little bit, a little bit disappointed. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You could go back and visit. I can, I can. Which, you know, it's not the cheapest place to go to, um, but yeah, I remember it being a great place. My dad 
you know, he went over to Coronado. Uh, there's a bridge. Yes. And as a kid, he would say, you know, this is a great place. This is a great story to tell your kids as you're driving over that bridge. He would say, the actually bridge is lined below at any moment in case, <laughs> in case the ships needed to go and leave. Well, yeah, because one of the bases is on Coronado yeah. Island. Yeah. 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 Uh, who is on the – is it Army over there? It's Navy. 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 It's Navy on the Coronado. I should know that. Yeah. I was born and raised there. Why don't I know? I don't know. But, yeah. That was a beautiful place. Um, mm-hmm. So I've lived there, and then I moved. After my dad got out of the military, he moved back to Georgia, um, which I say I was raised mostly Marietta, cool. Marietta, Smyrna area. Um, went to Osborne High School for a couple of years, mm-hmm. but it graduated from Chapel Hill High School. Um, Where's that at? Yeah. Douglasville. Oh, so, okay. Yeah. Okay. Way down yeah. south, um, yeah. which I actually never – you know, took foot in the high school and took a class, which is kind of a funny story. Because oh. um, I was doing dual enrollment at the time. Smart. And so that's why I was more willing to transfer to Chapel Hill High School, um, because I was already, you know, in college, and I was, I was already, I was already done with high school at the time. And you were so, a junior. Yeah. Yeah, that's really cool. My niece did that too. She was out in um, Parkview High School, and she was doing dual enrollment as a junior and senior. Yeah, it's one of the things that we don't talk about a lot, which I encourage people because, you know, it's free college. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they've cut way back on it in Georgia. I think they're down to – I think you can only get 12 hours credit really? hours. Really? Yeah, because everybody was doing it, and it's – the state had to pay for the tuition and that. And so, so many people were doing it, they were running out of money. So yeah. I think right now it's at 12 hours. Both of my kids um, did dual enrollment. I think my – my I, no, I take it back. My oldest didn't want to do it. She She – she did some AP classes, and that my youngest one did two years of it cool. at Kennesaw. And she, did, I think she started at Chattahoochee, and she went to Kennesaw then. But, um, yeah, it's good stuff. It's free college. And yeah, it's free. Right. Um, you know, AP classes you can take um, and boost your GPA, but if you don't really pass the exams, a school might not accept it as credit. So oh. yeah. Well, even, yeah. even dual enrollment, so. it's not everything's always accepted. It should be at a state school, but if you yeah. go to a private school, they might not accept mm, it. Interesting. Yep. So, went to Kennesaw for a little bit. Went to Kennesaw. Um, went there for a couple of years, two years to be exact. Um, I was doing mechanical engineering technology, mm. which is quite interesting because I started off as mechanical engineering um, and quickly realized that it wasn't as hands-on as I liked it to be. So then I got introduced to MET, so mechanical engineering technology, and that was like, as someone who liked hands-on work, you got to do welding, you got to do machining. Cool. I mean, I got to program a couple of, like, robots, so it was kind of cool. Um, I did that for two years, and then I was a broke college student, so <laughs> I had to figure out how I'm going to pay for living, how to mm-hmm. eat. Mm-hmm. So stopped, started working in manufacturing, which is kind of like a good segue because what I was doing was already manufacturing. Mm-hmm. So I started working there on the assembly line, $12 Where an at? hour. Where did you go to work at? It was called NAFA Roof Systems. Where was it at? On an assembly So they were in Ackworth. So I started working there for a couple, well, I started working there quite after, quite after like, I'd say my second year. I uh, started working there. Um, applied through, I think it was North Georgia Staffing. So I just went to a staffing company hmm. uh, trying to find a job. Um, and I got recommended to go there. So I started working there for, I think I was there for probably two, two three years. But the first six months, I actually, um, was huge for me. Um, that's when I about had my first promotion. So $12 an hour, um, got my first promotion to quality technician, 
and then they sent me out to BMW Manufacturing. Oh, cool. So BMW was actually my customer, and uh, so they relocated me Spartanburg, South Carolina, which is a little bit east of Greenville. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I lived out there for two years. Um, which plant was that? Is that the one that they used to make, like the Z3 convertibles and that there? What do they make there So now? they do the X-Series, so you're looking at the X4s, 5. The SUVs. Six, yeah, SUVs. Cool. And like Those their are, crossover cool cars. kind of vehicle, so... Um, involved with the quality control, um, finances, and logistics. So quite quite a good venture. You learned a lot. Jeez. I did, yeah. That's, and so and you were young. How old were you? Like twenty one. I was probably yeah twenty twenty one uh, when I went out there. Um, actually, it was kind of funny. I got two promotions. Um, then I went to qu- our customer liaison. Mm-hmm. Um, so started doing that and started to learn about all about quality control. Which kind of led, um, was kind of like in my interest at the time because I did engineering and I took manufacturing, um, and I already knew the processes, which kind of gave me the leg up of like, hey, I know how these processes should be. Um, if we follow them, uh, we'll be I'll make good products for our customers. So that's very cool. So all that leads into cigars. <laughs> cigars. How <laughs> in the world? It's quite interesting. Like. So I started learning the mindset about quality control um, mm. and quickly realized that when you're in manufacturing, you have quality control and production and they butt heads all the time. Mm. So everybody, customers love you and production hates you because you're, if, if something's not right and you bring it up and they're like, well, costs money. we've got to <laughs> keep on producing, right? Yeah. So yeah, you, it's quite interesting to learn those worlds of things. And so, talk about quality control and cigars. Mm. So, at 20 years old, well, at the time, I could smoke cigars at 20. I think the law had just changed, so now it is 21. So, legally, you have to be 21 now oh. to purchase yep. tobacco. At the time, it was 18. You what? didn't know that, Melissa? Seriously? Well, when I was growing up, it was always 18. Yeah, it, so it was always 18. And I had no idea. Yeah. What? Which, yeah. you know, the shops I was going That's to. weird. Everywhere you know, uh, in every state. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's it's interesting, but the shops I was going to um, <laughs> had turned. I was still twenty, and I was still smoking cigars, and they just didn't bother rechecking my ID. Mm-hmm. Um, so you know, not gonna say who they were, but right. I definitely were smoking cigars. <laughs> um, and you know, like legit cigars, not like okay, so not black and milds. No, we're talking about because <laughs> that's what I used to smoke. No, no at the time, white girl Melissa. <laughs> <laughs> I used to freak them and everything. Take the filter out, oh, pack them back in. Wait, so I have people that still come to me. They're like, you got, you know, black and miles. They're, they're kind of joking, but they're kind of serious. I'm like, that's what I started. I think with. there's a gas station across the street. Right. I know. But the vanilla, that's why I like the blondies. Okay. But okay. okay. We'll talk about yeah, more yeah. Of that in a I'm sorry, but it's exciting. Okay. Tell me more. Okay. <laughs> okay. So at the time, I was making pretty good money, and someone my age should not be spending. $20 on a cigar. True that. Yeah. Buying boxes, $100 worth of cigars at a time. <laughs> like, people my age just don't do that. Mm. And I always say, if you're younger, you never, like, wake up one day and think, oh, I'm going to have a go have a cigar. Right. It's always like, hey, you want a cigar? And you're like, yes. Yeah. <laughs> like, there's always a mistake of someone smoking right. a cigar. Right, right. But no, I mean, that's what happened to me, and I was dealing uh, poker. Um, I think it was down to Sea Island for, like, New Year's 
And I was down in their, um, their locker room, mm. and they have a little lounge back there. This old man just sitting there smoking a cigar. I'm like, this is like mafioso kind of thing, right? At the mm-hmm. time, I was like, what is this? And he goes, hey, you want a cigar? I was like, yeah. <laughs> so I tried the cigar. I probably only smoked, I kid you not, maybe like an inch of it. And it was like, I don't know what I'm doing. Got a little sick, mm-hmm. and I kept that cigar. I probably stored that, which if you smoke the cigar and try to store it, it reeks. Um, <laughs> Where did you try to store it? <laughs> in my drawer. I just, <laughs> I kept it in. Whatever you kept it in, it just smelled awful. Horrible. But I don't know. There was something about like that cigar. So, and mm. I kind of got the courage one day with me and my buddies. I was like, all right, well, I had a cigar. Let's go to a cigar lounge. So my first really like introduction in cigar was Didi and Company and Hiram. Oh um, yeah, dad and daughter. Yep. Oh, yeah, cute. so I went in there, and they gave me a cigar, and, man, I just, it laid me out, like, puking in the parking lot. What? <laughs> I kid you not. Um, Did and you my even buddies. know what you were ordering? Um, he probably inhaled it. I probably did um, not know how to smoke a cigar properly. Okay. Um, so, which, I don't know why it kept me going back to that, but I, I would still go back to that, <laughs> leaving the parking lot puking, and then... Oh, no. So I was like, man, I'm doing this wrong. <laughs> like, there's, there's got to be something about this that, you know, that I should not have this experience, which later on I'll talk about that, mm-hmm. of giving customer an experience with a cigar that I didn't have. Oh, so, yeah, I do want to hear about this. Yeah, so I'd go to lounges with buddies and would sit around and have a cigar. We're not on our phones. We're just having right. good conversation. There, right. there is what I enjoy That's the most it. about food. Yeah. Alcohol, like good wine, good yeah. whiskey, good tequila, beautiful cigars, environment. It's always. You don't it, even care about no, where you're You phone take is. a time out and you spend time having conversation yep. and learning about people and solving the world's problems. Right. And if you go into any cigar lounge in Metro Atlanta, and I go into a lot of them, it's always the most diverse place you've been. True. Men, women, black, white, Hispanic, you name it. Old, young, yeah. it doesn't matter. I have I have smoked, you know, you know, pasty white guy over here has smoked <laughs> some of the best cigars of my life with a black woman who we, you would think we'd have nothing in common and right. we sit and have these great conversations. Yeah. Yeah, you know, that, that that's really it. Like something about it just it broke down barriers, you know, yeah. when you're sitting in a cigar lounge and you know, there's a school teacher, there's a plumber, there's an executive, <laughs> literally millionaires, billionaires. And it's you're just having a cigar yeah. and you're chatting. And I like looking at the cars that are in the parking lot of Cigar Cellar because yeah, you will walk past $100,000 cars and $10,000 cars. And forerunners and Jeeps at the Kennesaw one, yeah. for sure. <laughs> I <laughs> notice all those. I'm like, whose Jeeps are these? They're the same people I see. They're probably the worst. It's just, it is. It's an experience and, and you know, people... Probably hate the fact that we're promoting smoking, but you know what? I don't give a shit. I, I mean, enjoy. we're promoting Everyone, drinking too, yeah, so yeah, yeah. I mean, what the hell? Everyone has their own thing that they right. go and do and can be considered unhealthy, right? Yeah. yeah. Uh, but one day I was explaining cigar smoking to someone, and she was like, "Man, that's like a holistic approach to it." Like mm. I was like, "Because I was talking about you breathing, you're smoking mm-hmm. a cigar, uh, so you're focused on um, your breath, right?" I um, mean, actually, a good cigar should lower your heart rate. Could you not? Nice. So if you're smoking a cigar, you have a calming. It'll bring you to be because calm. I've had that before. Don't Definitely. I don't know it. if I purposely you roll did it, that. You, you roll it in your mouth. You taste it. You experience you taste it. it. You're, 
your yeah. olfactory senses, the smell we you talked really about, everything about it. Yeah, on all of it. Yeah. And if I'm you're not doing saying, it right. Yeah, I'm not saying that this is like going to make you healthier. What I'm going to say, if you're doing it right, you're going to enjoy it and relax. Mm-hmm. No, but uh, you know, another thing is like mental health, right? You're sitting there having a cigar. And you're How relaxing. can you be mad? Right. Like, <laughs> Seriously. I don't think I've ever... Do you, have you like ever experienced a fight or drama at the cigar cellar? I'm at the cigar cellar. Well, they Maybe. might have been more inebriated. Like someone coming from next door. Yeah, exactly. I'm not going to name names. Yeah, I'm not even going to say what's next door. <laughs> next door. <but laughs> you should have not um, let them in, probably. Oh, they didn't even get past like the front. It was, okay, a, it was a funny story beyond that. Mm-hmm. I'm asking about it later, but that's that's pretty funny. Yeah. So, so you, you started to realize that there's more to cigar smoking than just smoking it. There's more to the cigar experience. Um, the big one is people. Um, and later mm-hmm. on, we'll talk about my business and how, you know, me as a 25-year-old has got the opportunity. Um, it's people, connections. Yeah. Um, yeah, there's no greater um, – there's a, it's a good gift that someone – it's like, I, and they confirm what you do. Like, you're really good at what you do, yeah. and I want to, and I want to be a part of that. Tell me, how did that? Yeah, happen? Go ahead. Let's, I, just, I, let's get just dive into right into it. it. Let's freaking, <laughs> I'm excited. So, and I will. Say, I'm going to pre, you know, preface this by saying, look, we know Michael from Cigar Cellar. Cigar Cellar is our jam, right? That's our place. Mm-hmm. That's our cheers. That's where we go. Um, here, it's here in Kennesaw, Georgia. But uh, Michael's going to be parting ways next month with cigar oh. so on very good terms and not too far away no but i mean an hour and hour and 15 hour and a half north yeah, yeah and, uh, I, I and i drove him further than that to get to east atlanta yesterday yeah. so right i mean yeah if we go at the right time we're not going to hit the traffic so no. yeah so tell us tell us about your venture what's going on and how'd you get there yeah so i am a tobacconist which means i study tobacco study specifically cigars um, a little bit of pipes as well um so, and what I do and what I specialize in is um, giving the customer the best experience with a cigar and also help that with pairing. Uh, I've done whiskey um, pairings as well, dinner events. Um, so, for me, as someone who, before I started going, working at the cigar cellar, I, I wanted my piece of this. I wanted a place of my own that does this. And so, my mindset before I started working at the cigar cellar was like, I need to be a part of this and have a space where um, people can come together and can experience this. Mm-hmm. You know, not, not, a, not a, no, nobody really gets it until you're sitting around, you're you know, having a cigar with other people, a drink, mm-hmm. you know, a cigar, and you're like, wow, this is, this is nice. And we're all connected now. You know, we're not on our phones. We're just, you know, having conversation and being more um, intimate, which is nice. Yeah. Um, okay, so, yeah, so when I talk about it's all about people, um, and this is this is what I tell people who like started working, new people that started working at the cigar cellar. It's about people and connections. And even if you don't know um, what the person does later on will affect you, it may later on. Mm-hmm. So I met my business partner. I've known him for probably probably about two years. Um, and yeah, it was just a simple conversation one day. I was like, man, I, I really. Um, I really need to work for myself. I really need to be um, my own boss. I really need a place where I can call it mine, my home. Mm-hmm. And so we started, you know, talked about it financially, a little bit about sales and how well I did as a tobacconist um, in the previous years. And we talked about that. And he was like, you know what? Let's do it. <laughs> it's as simple as that. He was a patron? 
Yeah, a patron. Wow. You know, I was a patron at Cigar Cellar before I started working there. Yeah. I, I was sitting That's down at the bar. And I was like, you know, I was talking about um, cigars. And they're like, wow, you know, you want to work here? Cool. <laughs> so I just had, happened to lose my job a couple months before that. So I moved back to Georgia. And that's how I started working at the cigar. So I was a patron. Cool. Oh, wow. Um, so Did you know this guy was an investor? Like, is he a, a business investor or just you guys are coming up together? So he has his own daily job. Um, he's doing a lot of the backing money. And, mm. you know, what I bring to the table is sweat equity. So Yeah, absolutely. I'm going to be there running cool. the shop. And I'm going to be the person that you're going to see and notice you and have that connection with different customers. And we Love talked it. about it being an hour and a half north of Atlanta, but it's uh, Chattanooga, Tennessee. Yep. Chattanooga, yeah. Tennessee. Great um, city. Yeah. North Shore, to be exact, which is a good area. Um, so I, I'll, I'll have more posted on that. I'm still, you know, getting through the details, but I do have the location. So North you know Shore. What the, what's the name going to be? District Leaf Supply. Nice. Yeah. And you know you're making an impact on people when, like, we just come to the cigar cellar in Kennesaw and we're like, oh, we're coming to see you, too. <laughs> yeah. Like. It's, I, in my head, I'm thinking, like, okay, for the opening, I don't know if I'm going to have enough space to yeah. have to invite everybody. I'm like. <laughs> you might have like, to do two. I was like, these are all my friends. <laughs> yeah. Uh -huh. And I'm like, how, I don't even know if I can have everybody in the shop. When you I want a line. Seriously, you want a line. it's gonna create a, a yeah, buzz in the town. You want to, even if it doesn't have enough people to fill it up, yeah, you want a line. You yeah. want somebody working the front door where there's a little bit of a line, but seriously, you could do like an all weekend opening too, yeah, yeah, I can, and I can do that and, and be like, come Friday, come like friends and f closest friends and family the first night, and then the second night is like your soft uh, opening. And you know, I want to invite like local businesses as well, yeah, you know, owners, yes, people there because that's that's where I'm going to put my roots down. For sure. And so I really want to have that rooted in the community there. Um, so I want to get definitely get involved Smart. with that. So why Chattanooga? You know, it's a, it's a funny story, and it was very it's a very short story of actually how I picked Chattanooga. So there's there's a there's a man who comes down to the cigar cellar whenever he's in town. He stops by. Uh, he's from Chattanooga. He lives there, and one day he was just like, "We need a place like this in Chattanooga." And it was as simple as that. I was right. I took a trip that next week. Um, did a little bit of walking around. I saw a four lease sign on this <laughs> building. And I called her up the next day. I was like, hey, can we do a meet? <laughs> and literally, this is how close Chattanooga is. So I had I had to work that day. So I met the realtor that day, you know, in Chattanooga. Walked around the space and I was like, this is a great location. Um, this spot looks really cool. So, you know, I took a little little trip trip before work and then came back to work, and that was it. <laughs> all it was on just the same like, day. All on the same day. So it's an hour and twenty minutes on a good day, mm -hmm. um, which I would say they have the worst connector, probably in the country. That, with it's twenty four. Twenty four. Yes. It's like yes. seventy five to twenty four. It just merges. Yes. All into one lane. Not even joking. Like it's it goes hard. from like five, four, three, two, one. <laughs> And I'm looking around, and there's like, a, there's like an emergency lane that's twice as large. So as stupid. Lane. Yeah, you know, well, maybe they'll get it together. Yeah, but once you're in Chattanooga, once you pass that, mm -hmm. there's not too much traffic. I think you mentioned it's close to like where the aquarium is. Yeah, so not too far. It's probably less than ten minutes away from the aquarium. Very so North cool. Shore, you have Market Street, and if you go over Market Street, 
you have like Coolidge Park, Renaissance Park, mm-hmm. and it's in that little district. So cool. So you're going to have locals, you're going to have tourists, you're going to have everyone. I know. That's Every gonna be time great. I go visit a town, I look for cigar bars. I do. And last time I was in San Antonio and I could not find a good cigar bar. The cigar bar that I went to had only outside seating and it was freezing outside and nobody was out there smoking cigars. It was most mostly a restaurant, but they advertised as a cigar bar. Yeah, and there might be some laws against smoking inside while you're having food. Like, um, I know Florida, which you think of cigars, you're like, oh, they should be very pro cigars. But to have a restaurant where you smoke inside, it's not really allowed. Okay. So. Here it is here. How about in Chattanooga? It's allowed. So okay, cool. We're, so all, yeah, we're, we're all good there. So you're yeah. going to have liquor? I'm working on that now. i got approved for the beer beer oh. license. Okay, so you're beer and wine. Yeah. That's a good start. Mm-hmm. It's a good start. Um, of course, like some of my passion is also in whiskey, liquor, libations. And I mean, I brought one today, which kind of changed my eye to tequila. Ooh, so, yes. My I'm favorite. I'm a little bit excited about this one. I, uh, Should we I get do into love this? Tequila. Yeah, we can, we, can, we can keep talking about his business, but I think we can drink a little tequila too. So, yeah. tasting wheels? Yes. These are for bourbon, so we're not even okay. going to talk about the tasting wheels. Like, we maybe can still you could smell teach us it. a little yeah. bit more about tequila too. Yeah, I mean, absolutely. This is um, Grand Centenario, which is, this is specifically is the Extra Añejo, which for it to be called an Extra Añejo, it has to be aged for longer than three years. So okay. you have Añejo, which is like one to three years. This is an Extra Añejo. Yeah, so Reposado is um, usually around six months. Okay. Um, your Blanco tequilas yeah. is basically a agave moonshine. <laughs> it's, Those uh, are my favorite. Yeah, it's, it's, it's the fresh product. But because agave has, I want to hold on. You you do this right over there. Give it in front of the microphone. Does it make a pop? Oh, that was the best Best one one so far. That was great. I do do this quite often. (laughs) You do. You do do this. I'll give you the uh, little neck pour. All right. Tell me when. Keep going, buddy. Really? All right. You told the last guy in the last episode, do not give me that much. Like half of that, please. Oh, my God. I'm so excited. Okay, there. Stop it. Just not give me half. You give me the same amount. <laughs> Your response was a little slow on that one. Okay. So, <laughs> fine, so fine. I'll, I'll give me that. Oh, yeah. So this is, you said about three years? Mm. Yes. So That's pretty old for extra Nail, so longer than three years. Yeah. Longer than three years. So Grand Centenario actually is the number one selling brand in Mexico. Yeah, tell us. I was asking him earlier before we started the angel on the front because it's really pretty. Yeah, so this is the... Liber, liberal liberation, uh, if I'm saying that right, like angel for Mexico. So um, Mexican independence, that's what they use as this angel to, mm-hmm. to signal. So it's so pretty. Now, this one specifically is not the number one selling in Mexico. This is not a cheap bottle. Okay. So it might be like a Blanco. This so. is about $138 retail. Damn. Well, that would so be kind. a good discount. I mean. <laughs> Damn. Yeah, I think this was like 180. Um, Holy shit! This from Total Wine, so like they don't mark up. It's like 180. That's what I got it for. Damn. But yeah. Thank you. Yeah, that's. You better get your liquor license soon, so you could get wholesale prices. (laughs) Yeah, and I'll definitely let y'all behind the scenes get to try this. Behind the scenes, gotta try it too. But. All right, so okay. this is going to be a lot different than whiskey, but it's not going to be different than whiskey. So smell it the same way, nose it the same same way. way. The first thing you Am smell. Am I allowed to call it smooth or not? 
I'd appreciate it if not. Oh, Jesus. You immediately smell the agave when you do it. It smells so good. It's very... And you smell the wood. You smell the oak. Mm. I smell the tequila. What else? Smell a little bit of vanilla. <laughs> I smell the tequila. It's definitely what's in the bottle. A little bit of vanilla. A little bit, yeah. Okay, can I taste it now? Yeah, Stop sniffing ahead. it. Sweet mother of God. Oh, <laughs> my Lord Jesus. This... Is my new favorite. Well, it should be. It's hundred and eighty dollars to everyone, bottle. but this is absolutely my favorite, and it's tequila, so which I, I like more than. So, for all the people that just like go Are Gaga over me? Patron and Ew. and and, oh. and Don Julio. Yeah. So we have this a. Blows Don so Julio at a like, do they even serve this at bars? We do at cigar cellars. So and how much come. is it? Uh, I'm not sure how much it's going to be at Cigar Cellar. I think around a 20-something dollar range. Yeah, I'd say this is probably 26, 28, <coughs> four. Yeah. I mean, that's double the cost of Patron, but way better. And oh, yeah. I mean, that's delicious. And this is definitely a treat. And yeah, I hope you all enjoy this. Oh, we uh, do. I really do. I, I appreciate it. Not, so I did much. not care too much about tequila. Uh, not not about that much long ago. But this, this helped me a lot. Mm-hmm. And it also helped me... You know, and scotch, having really good quality scotch. So now I'm ruined. So this is <laughs> <laughs> now you're bottle. bougie AF. Now, right? yeah, now I am. <laughs> so obviously, you love this. But what's you your know, scotch? What kind of scotch do you like? I am all over the place when it comes to scotch. Um, and it's because my mindset has changed when I think about scotch. I think about the region, where it comes from, and sure. the uniqueness it comes yeah. when, you, when you get it. So, so, do you like a peaty, smoky scotch? Oh, yeah. I love the peat. Uh, when I first started, um, scotch, <laughs> it sounds like a drug when I first started scotch, but um, <laughs> I was ruined for life. <laughs> um, it was Talisker, which if you know Talisker, it's <laughs> it's very much what you would consider peat. And at the time, <laughs> someone, I'm not going to say it because it's kind, of, it's kind of a harsh word. Say it. This is why so, we. Okay. If you smell paint thinner. Oh. And you think of like the peat and scotch. It might you might be like, okay, it might be paint thinner. <laughs> <laughs> so I completely got turned off by Talisker, and I was I bought that by the bottle, and mm. I just remembered any person who said they like scotch. I was like, yeah, I got some scotch for you. Yeah, uh, there you go. See, and I, I I've been all over the place. I used to love peaty scotches. Yeah. I'll still drink a peaty scotch once in a while if somebody's got a Lagavulin or something like that. But yes. I um. I definitely move more toward the sherry and port finished scotches. Mm. Um, so I, that the Highland scotches, um, I love the Dalmore um, uh, Glendronic is good. Um, yeah. Al- is it Albdor? Albador? Um, uh, you know those. Abalor, probably. Yeah. The, the it's a, it's a I think it's a sherry finish. Okay. Yeah. So that sherry finish, you know, it, it brings like a sweetness complexity to scotch and. When we talk about peat, so it's in essence, it's decayed matter that they use for fuel. Yep. Mm. So when you think about it as <laughs> yes. that, you look at the different regions, and the reason why they kind of taste similar in that region is because they're using the fuel and where they come from. Yep, they're roasting the malt with uh, the peat from that area. Yeah. Mm. So that's what gets in there, and you're like, wow, okay, this is this tastes like the earth. Well, it is the mm. earth that it comes from. So, mm-hmm. yeah. So the the Islay scotches and and the Highland scotches that are made on the coast, you can taste the salt from the salt air. Oh, oh 
Okay, yeah, so we'll talk more about tequila. Though. So tequila, <laughs> there's <good>. it's <laughs> so other than you know this is probably one of my favorite tequilas right now. Okay. Mezcal is a good one. So mm. um, it's not tequila. So let's be clear, it's not tequila because yeah. it's not made in that region in of Mexico. Mexico. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, I believe I it's learned Oaxaca. That this weekend. Yeah. yeah. So the Oaxaca region, if it's not from there, it's similar to like bourbon, right? If it's not from this region, you cannot call it what it is not. Yeah. Right. So same thing with mezcal. Mezcal is going to be more smoky, yes. rich flavors. So if you like scotch and you're looking to get into something from the agave realm, maybe mezcal. Mezcal makes amazing yeah. cocktails. Yes. I don't yeah. like it by itself. Actually, we were just in St. Augustine, and we walked into the liquor store, and there was a lady set up with a mezcal. I forget what it was. So she let us take shots of mezcal, and I was like, ew, I don't like it as a shot, but... I like it in my drinks for sure. Oh, like a a, a mezcal paloma with the yes, grapefruit juice, that and was then, good. oh, fantastic! Yeah, yeah, just good stuff. Yeah, and you know, Brown Foreman was in there a couple of weeks ago, and we were talking about mezcal and and what you can use it in. A paloma did come up. It's like yeah. that would make a good paloma. So, but I like tequila better. Yeah, I love you know, tequila. It's one of my coworker. Um, she was like, you know, tequila is like, and it it gives you like that up, right? I don't know scientifically if it's true, but, you know, you don't have stories of people ripping their shirts off when they're not drinking bourbon. Usually it's tequila. That's <laughs> right. That's usually right. Usually Makes you. everybody yeah. happy. One tequila, like, two tequila, You don't three see the tequila, sad person four. drinking a margarita. Like, yeah. oh, right? I'm so down. Well, you know, they so say money, right. can, money can't buy happiness, but I've never seen a sad person at a Mexican restaurant. It's so <laughs> true. It's so true. Um, so I well, am going to make you tell me. You were going to say earlier, because you just brought up your coworker. So I've gone. I've been on a. I've been with you to Cigar Cellar, yeah. but I've been on a couple of dates at Cigar Cellar. <laughs> <laughs> oh, he's get, he's taking notes and feeding them to. I oh, know. Yeah, he he is, said he has fun. a story about this, and I'm like, what? <laughs> I was so, wondering. You know, <laughs> we behind the bar, we notice a lot of things. So if you take a couple of dates there, we're gonna notice. <laughs> so one of my coworkers, <laughs> he's a germaphobe, right? And I, one day you're in there sitting at the bar, you're like. Oh, you want to try my drink? And without a question, he just like tries it, and then he realized it hit him. He's like, I just tried someone else's drink. The coworker did. Yeah. But he tried it out of the straw. I know exactly who you're talking about, <laughs> and I wasn't on a about. date. First of all, that guy was sitting next to me, and he started chatting me up. He had just broken up with a guy for a uh, girl, a guy, maybe a guy. Who so knows? he waited three, day, like he waited a whole full weekend before he told his girlfriend this, because he was like. I feel like I cheated. That's hilarious. He tried it with a straw. <laughs> it, and you know what it was? It was champagne mixed with whatever the fuck that shit was. Um, oh, come on, Campari, but quit it. But it had really nothing to do with you. Just the fact that, like, he is a true germaphobe. germaphobe. So That's it was just hilarious. Like, and I we're messing with him like, yeah, man, you might need to go get checked after that one. <laughs> you were drinking Campari spritzers? I don't know. I Some guy I was sitting next to was not my date. I never knew him. It was the night I went by myself. I was like, <laughs> I need to date myself tonight. And then this guy starts talking to me about how he broke up with his girlfriend in Nashville, blah, blah, blah. And he's like, oh, have you ever tried these? Yeah. Com- what so, uh, Aperol spritz. Aperol. Yeah. Aperol. Aperol. Oh, Aperol. Very similar. 
So it's like, you know, same company. You think of like Italy, people drinking yes. you know, yeah. Aperol spritz. So right? he's from like the guy sitting next to me. He's like, oh, I saw all these people in New York drinking. And I was like, okay, let's get them. I got him to buy them, of course. And then the bartender was like, oh, I've never had one. And I was like, oh, try mine. And he totally <laughs> just went in and tried it with a straw, by the way. Even even for oh. a straw for him is just like, that's oh hilarious. my gosh, I just tried. I'm going to fuck with him next time <laughs> so I see him, too. Should, yeah. Be like, you want to try my drink again? Yeah. <laughs> we, we messed with them hardcore about that one. That was funny. That's oh, great. Lord. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. So let's go back to your business that you're opening in Chattanooga. So oh. you, you got your spot picked out. North Shore, across the river from uh, across the river from the aquarium and all that. Um, Chattanooga is a cool town. Downtown area is really nice, really outdoorsy place. Um, think, are you going to move up there? I will. I will. Um, I don't know. Eventually, like right off the bat, I'll move up there. I'm still looking around. Um, you know, it's, it's still cheaper than Atlanta, but I'm still figuring out if I want like that country life, you know, have like a, a nice house in like the country area or do I want to live like across the street from my shop? Yes. Yeah. So like That's there's a couple you different, do. you're young. I know there's like a couple different lifestyles that I'm, I'm conflicted about here. You have plenty of time to have that country old man, Doug Shaw lifestyle. <laughs> Don't do that. You're young and you're going to be owning and you're going to meet all the ladies and you're going to be right there. Ooh, I'll help you find. Actually, we have a real estate agent here yeah. that will help you find. <laughs> in, in Georgia, though. Oh, damn it. <laughs> We've been, I think, there because I contacted my, I was talking to my realtor. She she said mostly, you know, you, you, you find it online. There's not really like a leasing realtor yeah that not, people really use not so. usually Kristen helps well, with that there are some I think, but i think zillow has has rental and oh leasing that's it. rude well i mean for rental and leasing there's about there's not really anywhere to go yeah i mean i use okay. them you know i was up the last time i looked at a couple houses and i was like this is pretty nice yeah. you know i ride motorcycles too so it was like on this mountain road and i was like this is 10 minutes away from my shop and it's just like a I thought this would be beautiful. Oh, that have? sounds perfect. So I have a Honda Shadow 1100. Um, I started riding a couple of years ago, actually. Best thing. It's like, and people who love Harleys will hate me for saying this, but the, the Shadow is the best of both worlds because it rides like a Harley. Really? <laughs> but you don't have to fix it like a Harley. Mm. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you said it. Um, but yeah, <laughs> everyone, will, everyone will say, like, this is the best, like, bike. But honestly, I haven't had any bad experience with it. That was my first bike. And, you know, I expected issues out of it, and I still haven't, so. Ah, the Honda's a good bike. That's cool. Yeah, that sounds good. Don't go out in the country. I know, it's tough. It's like, you know, every every now and then, like, decompress, you know, and hear, like, the sounds. So the older ladies are going to come in, you know. The, the older ladies are going to come in and they're, they're going to be like, oh, look, it's John Popper behind the bar. Uh, <laughs> I've been called John Popper and many other things. What's so. John Popper? Blues Traveler? Blues Traveler. I don't know any of your references oh, ever. Oh, my God. Jesus Christ. Like, so, I didn't grow up watching movies. Right. I watched. Does anybody in this room other Friday. than Michael and I know who John Popper is? Of course. Yes. I don't. Okay. I watch Friday. That's the movie I watched growing up. You have no. to remember. Have and ever, next Friday. Have you ever seen Kingpin about mm. the Amish bowler? No. Okay. Never mind. I was raised by a black woman. I understand. <laughs> um, they also, black women, can get Kingpin on the okay. TV. I know. But, you know. <laughs> Back then, Blockbuster had Kingpin. <laughs> oh, my brother worked at Blockbuster. 
I hated Blockbuster. They always get charged us. We never return the videos. But what happened? Who's who's that? No, John, John, John Popper say? was it, Popper. John Popper's a, a, a pretty famous uh, blues musician, and the name of his band is Blues Traveler. And at one point in his life, he looked exactly like this. Mm. <laughs> I'm gonna look it up. Usually, I, the pictures I've seen, he didn't have really have too much of a beard. What? Um, <laughs> yeah, so John Popper, which. Kind of because I got called that so much, I started learning harmonica. I kid you not. And before I leave, I need to get up on stage and be like, "All right, here's your John Popper performance. Yeah. Yeah. Here's your harmonica." <laughs> Are they gonna throw you a goodbye party? I don't know. <gasps> They're probably not real happy right now because I can't imagine tobacconists are real easy to replace. And especially yeah. him. Yeah, it's. Everybody like, in there knows him. You're the only him. person I actually care about seeing when I go there. To be oh, honest. it's true. Oof. That was rude or not rude? That was you a compliment. I mean, thank you. Um, <laughs> I've been there, you know. <laughs> I feel like I've seen multiple bartenders there. Yeah, no, I mean. Like you're the most consistent. It's because yeah. it's consistent. It's, it, I've it been there, like you know, almost yeah. almost three years. And, yeah. you know, I'm truly a part of that, you know, cigar community. So, you know. Yep. I so. don't see the John Popper, but he also doesn't have long hair or no you beard. You just got to find the older pictures. Yeah, older okay, pictures. I'll He's got like a. A thing with like he sticks his harmonicas in. Okay. Oh. So, anyhow, he knew what I talked about the very first time I said it. So All right, fine. You know, everyone everyone's clever. Thinks they're clever too. Like, I bet you've never got this one. You probably look like a John Popper. And I'm like, <laughs> you're like, no, never in my life. You're like, what for today? Maybe. What the fuck cigar do you want? <laughs> you're like, if it wasn't that one, it was another I, one. See, I went the opposite way. I was like, I know you've heard this a million times, but mm. I can't help it. You look mm -hmm. like John Popper. Yeah, next time. So, all right, even. we've talked about the new business. The name again is uh, District Leaf Supply. Di District Leaf Supply. It's going to be in Chattanooga. The grand opening is going to be end of, uh, end of June. If everything pans out, er, end of June. Okay. Can't wait, let me check my calendar and make sure. You don't know. You I don't have a day yet. I'm invited, right? <laughs> yeah, of course. Okay. <laughs> and and we're going to stand in the line of wrapping around. No, the sir. <laughs> I will bring you two bottles of this if I don't have to stand in line. Okay, we can work something out. Okay. <laughs> and Doug doesn't have to stand in line, and Kristen and Meg don't yeah. have to stand in line. I'm going to be standing. Four of us. I'm actually going to go and work the weekend, stand at the door, and make sure there's a line. Oh, that's I'm, a good You're going to have to come to me and ask oh, if you can get in. I'll take the um, admission fee. <laughs> put it in my pocket. Just it. <laughs> yeah. I'm always trying to make money. Yeah. And so I'm going to I'm going to give another shout out to Cigar Seller because we're not abandoning you because it's really tough to drive an hour and 20 True. minutes on a good day. We might go once a month. Yeah, to, to go That'll see be our, to go see uh, Michael, but we, we 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 will definitely still hang out Cigar Seller. I'll def definitely keep going to Cigar Seller. Um now I would say the model which we have at Cigar Seller that's different kind of than other places is you know, we try to get to know everybody and so Sometimes it's harder to do that, but you know you come in and it might be a slower day, and you know we'll have a conversation with you, and we'll just start and chit, chat, and talk. Yeah, yeah, that's true. So, are you thinking about doing memberships and stuff? Maybe later on. Okay. I mean, I've definitely thought about it, but yeah, <laughs> someone was like, "Well, maybe you should, you know, have people that want to be a member first. I was like, "Oh man, good idea." Yeah, it's yeah, not yeah. about. It's not a bad suggestion. Yeah, make it's sure you. Uh, I'll, you know, I'll do membership lockers and you know have it to where people can store their cigars in there. Yeah. Um, if they don't have anywhere else, so. Yeah. That's great. It's so ex I'm so excited for you. Thank you. Yeah. I am too. Yeah. Pretty nerve wracking, but. That's every business, and you know what? 
we always mention this. I mean, the reason we do this is not just to drink, but we actually do want to highlight business owners. And how long have you been in business for yourself? December 19th. I've been in business 10 years. Yeah, and I, I started I quit at the corporate 30. world and started when I was in my late 40s. I, had f- I didn't have an investor. I had $4,000 to start a business from a student loan. And I just went balls to the wall, like just worked my ass off. I didn't know what I was doing, but I just did it. And I think just, first of all, you're way smarter than I was in like communication and skills like that. And then you also have an investor. So you want to make sure you represent for both of you. So you're already way ahead of the game. Like you're going to do it. But that doesn't mean it's not scary or nerve wracking or um, frustrating at times because you're definitely going to go through those valleys of despair. But and I'll, and I'll tell you, we have. A lot of other business owners that we talk to all the time and and when things get a little rough we got people we can call and talk to and you've yeah. got that and you're going to have that and you've got a lot of phone numbers in your in your phone yeah you could contact us yep. it's a very it doesn't matter that it's a different business you could actually learn a lot from other industries i'll say and you know everything that you know business wise i've had a question about um it's people who i've met at the cigar seller like mm-hmm. hey i know you're a lawyer can i talk to you about something legally Good. you know um whatever it is like renovation wise um just all kinds of things and i'm like wow like it really is about people because now i i mm-hmm. can you know, call call people and say hey like i know you know i'm opening up a cigar shop and looking for some input and so yeah, people are, you know, more than willing to help out. So, yeah. I want to ask you what at like 25 you're like, I got to work for myself. Why? <laughs> Have you always been that way where you like always someone who f- had that entrepreneur mind? I have not always been that way. Um but kind of working somewhat corporate-y, um and then kind of being immersed around people who are entrepreneurs mm-hmm. it definitely rub, rubs off on you yeah and there are a lot of entrepreneurs at the cigar there's a for ton sure. and so it kind of like definitely rubbed off on me um even you know the owner of cigar seller is an entrepreneur mm-hmm. um you know serial business owners so oh, he's a good guy i've, yeah. I've had a lot of good he's conversations smart. with him yeah. Yeah. so now i have any questions i can definitely ask you know tons of people and it's it's cool because yeah. now that bug of like being you know my own boss is you know it's, it's there so you know it is the I'm hardest and most rewarding thing <laughs> i think is. i've ever done and i'm gonna warn you you're never gonna work for someone again <laughs> so you better <laughs> you might you might <laughs> be eating bologna sandwiches but <laughs> yep. you'll be like i'll be damned I'll if never. i'm going if i'm going back to work with yep. somebody else you never will it's definitely a weird bug that i got and it was like okay <laughs> now it's starting to make sense like i i, I have this one friend who who's an engineer now and he's he's totally fine with working for a a place and being that great 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 employee, mm-hmm. which is totally totally fine. Totally fine. We need people like that. Absolutely. Yep. Uh, we have to have skilled absolutely skilled labor, skilled employees. Engineers are really, you know, they're really important because they mm-hmm. help the world go round. Absolutely. Literally. Yeah. And um, yeah, but I mean, we need entrepreneurs too, and 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 the more small businesses, the better. I mean, it's. It helps the tax base. It helps small small businesses create jobs, and they create jobs that are a lot more personal. And it, yeah, and it just it does take a different type of person. Whether you had it since you were young or something bit you, you probably had it in you. But then you surrounded yourself around it, just like they always talk about, like who you surround yourself around is who you'll become. 
And even though you were working at the cigar cellar, you had an open mind to all like the beautiful things of smoking a cigar and having a good drink. Yeah, I think part of that is that that self kind of sovereignty of like this is my business Mm -hmm. being Mm -hmm. self-sufficient of course it can be scary like you know I have people that have kind of got me now but it's definitely being that person that like this is mine and I can say that and you know let's do the best out of so exciting what I like about having my own business is that the successes and the failures are all mine yeah every one of them and you have to be strong enough to take take the learning lesson from it and then from both really yes Absolutely. And if you're not failing, you're not doing something right because everyone's going to fail a little bit. And then you learn from that. So we were talking before we started the podcast and I always like to touch on this toward the end of the uh, end of the show. But Mm -hmm. um, a couple of uh, uh, charities that are kind of that you're interested in. And one of them definitely ties into your cigar business. You, You mentioned a a charity called Cigar for Cigars for Warriors, which I think would be a great charity for you to donate from your new cigar store. It would just go yeah. hand in hand with it. But um, so we've been looking at this a little bit, and it's it's a charity that um, allows you to donate cigars or money to buy cigars for our troops that are overseas. Seriously, so cool. Yeah, and you know, um, you can go on the website, and it has different shops that kind of sponsor this. So you can go to you know, one of these shops and, you know, donate cigars for troops. And so being a military brat myself, um, I definitely have a special, you know, part in my heart for, you know, veterans, um, even, you know, first responders, you know, people that serve others. Um, so, well, this is pretty cool because on here you can actually, if you're, if if you're a vet and you're overseas, you can actually request cigars. So cool. Um, they have a list of events where you could go and donate and, and, and raise money for them. And uh, they have some items that you can actually buy that says Cigars for Warriors and that raise money. And uh, it's, it's pretty cool, man. I think it's, it's a uh, great idea. So can he list his business as one of the providers of that? I think so. Yeah, eventually. so eventually you know, I can register my business as as someone who is a part of this. So I'm going to recommend you do it as soon as possible because I think it will actually draw more business. That's, I mean... It's smart. It, I have a nonprofit for veterans as well, doing brain therapy, the complete office, opposite. But we see uh, first responders and veterans cost-free if they have PTSD or a brain injury from um, being over in the war. So um, when we share that, like people want to actually do business with us because we support our veterans and first responders. So you could even do, maybe one night we could come up Doug and do like a whiskey after work there and oh I'd love do, to do the it. nonprofit for, yeah, for either that. either do a tasting event or do because we could get Dan Hamilton from Chattanooga Whiskey to do a tasting Beautiful. event for us he'd come yeah. up there with us exactly or um you know or we can do a you know we could do a podcast from up there yeah It'd be and fun. then yeah, do the benefits awesome. towards the yep and then there's one other um, charity that we talked about too and it's because this one holds a special place in your heart because you actually benefited from this charity at one time and uh, what's the name of that one so this is folds of honor um so when i was in college and you know i was in the point of line of like how am i going to pay for college this was an organization that you know i signed up for and they sent me money um you know, to help pay for books, schooling, whatever, you know, mm-hmm. it's, they're a really good organization. So Folds of Honor, 
It's another great one. So. Yep, and that's uh, foldsofhonor.org, and you can donate to that too. And Perfect. they do scholarships for military children or children who have actually lost parents. Ah, oh, that's in very conflicts. Cool. Um, cigars for Warriors is um, cigarsforwarriors.org, and uh, same deal. I think you can donate and and support them. Uh, two really good um, veteran charities, and I love that. I mean, so cool. Good stuff. So, but uh, so uh, yeah, do you have a website or anything yet for the new business, or are we still working on that? Still working on the website. Do you um, own the domain yet? <laughs> I do. What so, is it? Um, District Leaf Supply. Um, dot com. Dot com. com. Dot com. Okay. So. so keep an eye out. Keep an eye out. Um, I do have an Instagram account. Just started up not too long ago. Good. And so it's District Leaf Supply. Um, you'll see my new logo. So that's on there. Hoping to build that up because marketing is a big part of this. So yes, definitely. I'm pulling we'll it up right it. now. Hold on, I'm gonna find it too. Yeah, and Instagram is a big way to market right now too. Hold on. District Leaf Supply. Wait, did I, I already follow it one day while I was there? Hold on. Drunk. <laughs> Probably. Oh, Kristen's following it already. You just did it, bitch. Oh, Lord Jesus. You have, okay, it has, it has a guy making out with tobacco leaves. Let me see. <laughs> oh. It almost looks like Joe Biden sniffing tobacco leaves. Perfect. It, it does. It looks like Joe Biden sniffing tobacco leaves. Stop it. Is this your new logo? This you is. And Who actually, did it? One of my close friends actually did that. He won't Hi. remember it. Yeah, so. This is That's good. awesome. Very Established cool. 2023. How cool is that? Yes, five followers, and we're three of them. Yes. Yes. <laughs> so everyone listening better. Not like we have a huge following yet, but one. But we have enough to like add. Let's do this, and we're gonna share some photos and yes. And I do think that um, cigar sellers should throw a goodbye party. Yeah. We'll When's your last that. official day there? I have not said that yet. So. Oh, okay. Can so. you let me know? Because I'm going to put together the party. <laughs> <laughs> I will I will tell them. <laughs> I'm serious. I'll be like, we're all showing up. It's a party. Yeah. Yeah. Fantastic. Well, look, been very interesting. Yes. Um, love having a young entrepreneur on so the show. Cool. And, uh, and, the, and it's a young entrepreneur that's doing stuff that I'm really and interested in. And how come in. the youngest guest brought the most expensive bottle? I don't know, but, but this guy I'm could come so back. You're so bougie. <laughs> oh, wait, what I was going to, wait, before we finish, I was huh? going to say something about that. Is like, he has such a, like, not bougie, but you have a very mature personality and all of it. But also, you uh, appreciate like what you're spending money on. And I think that's going to help you so much in your business is because when you appreciate the good stuff, you're able to sell it better. Like, you know, so I think that's great. I've been known to, you know, see a product and if I really support it and, you know, have the quality about it, I'll promote it. You know, it's good. And you could educate people about it. I mean, that's what we talk about in all of our businesses, educate the worth and what they're paying for. And that's, could be anything from tequila to brain stuff. Oh, more of this tequila, please. Please. Okay, <laughs> fine. Let's finish. Hey. I hate Doug. Why do I do this? I want more of this tequila. <laughs> me too. <laughs> <laughs> so if you like the show, let me know. Yeah. If you didn't like the show, uh, you can still let me know, but I'm not going to listen to you. I'm <laughs> not going to um, open it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, questions, comments, um, suggestions possible guests for new episodes or whether you want to be a guest or somebody else 
or if you're just starting to follow us and let me know because we're give, we give away bottles at intervals of followers. The next, uh, the next one is a bottle of Blanton's. Please send me an email to whiskeyafterworkpodcast at gmail.com. Mm-hmm. Let me know that you're following or give us your question or whatever. And, uh, you know, and I'll, pu- I'll put you in for the drawing for the, for the bottle when it's time. And, uh, Michael, thanks a million for this coming on. Awesome. Thanks a million for bringing this expensive ass bottle of yes. delicious well, tequila. Congrats on your new business. Yep. And we'll do everything we can. We can. Uh, we'll get dozens of people to know about you. Yes. About 12 <laughs> yeah. to 13. Maybe a baker's dozen. Yeah. I, we're over 70 followers now. So, you know, I'm, I, I'm almost to the point where I can say we'll have a hundred or so people following. Yay. But, but. Uh, thanks for coming on. Until next time. Cheers. Cheers. Cheers.